Welcome to the podcast of Spirit Life Revival Ministries, an apostolic prophetic mission-based ministry headquartered in Accra, Ghana. A church family with a vision to possess and teach the world that all things are possible through the preaching of the word of faith. Join us on this journey of discovery as we delve into the timeless teachings of our faith and share inspiring stories from God's word. This podcast is designed to uplift your spirit and deepen your relationship with God to help you pursue and walk in your divinely assigned purpose. Together, let's embark on the transformative and enlightening experience as we navigate the intersections of faith, life, and the supernatural. And now, today's message. Turn your Bibles with me to um, Jewel, <laughs> Second Kings chapter, chapter, chapter 7. Get, get me my other phone, uh, the, 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 the Samsung, it's in the back. Don't know my phone. I think that the message is here rather. Second Kings chapter seven, verse one. Well, um, I need you to look at some of the things I'm going to read tonight. In Second Kings chapter seven, verse one, the Bible says, "Then Elijah said, Hear ye the word of the Lord, that says." the Lord tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of belly for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not eat thereof. Prophets are very confrontational. If you see any prophet who is not confrontational, I, I don't know the kind of it, it is by virtue of, of um, our calling. So I'm telling you what God is about to do. Yeah, and uh, as I'm telling you, you deal with me, don't bring God into the equation. And a guy by experience and by elevation of life, being someone that the king listen to who have access into all the data begin to say that even if the Lord will make windows, prophet got angry. Why do you want to bring the Lord into this matter to try to equate yourself to God the maker of the heaven and the earth? Now if that is what you are saying, then you will see everything I have declared happening but because you decided not to believe, you will die. 
verse 7, verse 3. And there were four leprous men at the entering in of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? One of the things that happens every time there is a prophetic declaration is that there is an atmosphere created that influences decisions. Whether you are aware or you are not aware, the atmosphere influences decisions. For example, when we enter the month of December next year, uh, it will be in an atmosphere where we'll be charged for politics and people deciding either to vote for NDC or NPP. By the 7th December, you will see the Kokomoti will be ready to decide. The atmosphere becomes political. And when there is a prophetic declaration, decisions are stirred up into the atmosphere. So these guys were called men who had leprosy. They have been relegated to the background and they have pushed them out of the city. When names were mentioned, their names were not part of it. When people were invited to certain functions, they were not part. Because in those days, when you were a leper, you cannot be numbered among the congregation. Where people gather, you can't be there. So that means that if there was a brother who had a vision, who had a dream even to get married, because of his condition, he could not marry. Somebody tonight, the prophetic is about to bring you into the place of God's glory. Where you are a candidate for everything that is possible with God. And the guy said, if we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. Now therefore come and let us fall Unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall die. And if they kill us, we shall but die. Now we know there is famine in the city. We are not in the city to get to know the prophetic word that has declared. But life hangs on the power of decision. Let us decide today. Now if we make a decision to go back into the city... The famine prevails in the city. And by virtue of the famine, we will die. If we decide also to fall into the hands of the Syrians, we don't know what will happen. But let us take this decision to move forward. Somebody here, no matter what is happening, decide to go forward. Decide to move forward. Decide to move forward. Because... Tomorrow is far better than yesterday. <laughs> so if they kill us with a verse 7, and they rose up in a twilight to go onto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. And so these four guys took a decision because the prophetic word has already been declared and they did not know about the word. But they were taking decision by planning. And when they got to the city of Syria, the Bible said there was no man there. Okay. We'll get there very soon. Verse 6. Look at what happened. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariot and a noise of horses, 
even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel have hide against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. But they were just four. After tonight, they will hear certain news. When you say amen, you are not encouraging me. I'm already encouraged. That's why I say after tonight, you will hear a certain news. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will hear the news of your advancement. You will hear the news of your breakthrough. You will hear the news of your prior life. You will hear the news about your glorious marriage. You will hear the news about your healing. You will hear the news about the funds that have been released. Somebody receive it in the name of Jesus. Verse 7. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight and left the tent and their horses and their asses. Now the horses and the asses are, are the cars we drive today. So there is a realm you can be the owner of cars with that money. And I pray for somebody it shall be your portion. The first car I ever owned was a Mercedes-Benz ML350. It was a tear rubber, not second-hand used. I drove that car without money. Somebody who had the money bought it so that I can drive it. Somebody tonight, the guys entered the city and they have left the, the, the they have left everything and they were owners of horses owners of chariot. I don't know what you need to own. I don't know the business you need to own. But tonight by prophetic declaration there is a shift in the atmosphere. Just one door will turn around 35 years of struggle. Just one opportunity will make you a national phenomenon. Just one introduction will compensate you of years of labor. Somebody receive it in the name of Jesus. Let me, let me close, let me close, let me close. Hey, they got there. And the tent were empty. There is a house you will own that you will build. There are houses you will own by building them. And there are houses you own by the favor of God. You see, when the favor of God come, you, you, you will decide you are building one house. But it become 250 houses. Somebody receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Do you know there is a way able to my word? Now one word will be I don't know how we say for you. You know, there is a way you can get married. And the marriage you will marry becomes a profit to many. Uh, have you heard about Barack Obama? It was somebody who married somebody and after many years, that marriage became a blessing to the world. May somebody's marriage become a blessing. May somebody's marriage become a blessing. May somebody's relationship become a blessing. May somebody's business become a blessing. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh, are you here? Maybe I came to tell you the mind of God though, and I hope you are ready to hear the mind of God. <laughs> now look at what this guy did. Verse 8. When these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, 
they went into one tent and did eat and drink. Someone who have been asking, when will, will my next meal come from? My sister, you are about to own a restaurant. <laughs> uh, somebody who is looking for bread, you are about to own a bakery. Receive it in the name of uh, someone. Say, oh Lord, my prayer topic, I need the money to buy that flight ticket. God is about to make you the owner of airlines. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Someone is saying, Lord, all I'm asking for is money for accommodation. You are about to become one of the biggest real estate owners across Africa. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Someone say, Lord, all these years I've been married. Can you just give me one child? God will embarrass you with children. In fact, even when you cough, you'll be pregnant. When you smile, you'll be pregnant. When you drink water, you'll be pregnant. Receive this in the mighty name of Jesus. Someone who has been mocked by many. Get ready. Your mockery is going to become the biggest testimony to be celebrated all over in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit. I came here as a prophet tonight. They did eat and drink. Someone you eat and drink. Now come to one power, but there was a way out. And they began to eat and drink. Some people are eating and but after tonight, a bit did not know my count. And look at what happened. And carried hands silver and gold. Hey, where did you want me when you scar count? Somebody receive it in the name of Jesus. And raiment and went and hid it. These guys were invested, they had that, they had that, that mentality of investment. They say, yeah, did you, you invested me. Huh? I don't have time to go into this story. It's one of my favorite stories. Though. Hey! And came again and entered into another tent. Some of you, when you get one day, you are tired. What God has done is okay. I am impaired. I'm in lifetime of cry. God needs to do more. Verse 9. Then they said one to another, we do not well. This day is a day of good tidings, and we hold our peace. If we tarry till morning light, some mischief will come upon us. None therefore come and let uh, that we may go and tell the king's household. Now imagine when this guy got to the palace, and people were not trying to give them access, and they gave the good news, and the king sent people to go and investigate. And when they came, everything the guys have said was true. In less than 24 hours, they became the celebrities of their time. A miracle can happen in 24 hours. A change can happen in 24 hours. Your financial struggle can change within 24 hours. Ah, it's not this country that one day a, a man left home as vice president by the time he went home to say hi baby, he was president of Ghana somebody you will return with a testimony somebody you will return with a miracle somebody you will return with favor 
Somebody will return with healing. Somebody will return with appointment. Some you return with a scholarship. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Now let me close. Madam, can you give me maybe 15 minutes? Just 15 minutes. So I believe that we have been blessed by the teachings we have received in all these years and uh, also witnessing uh, the power demonstration through the prophetic and all that God has done. But I believe that one of the things that we always have to look out for has to do with the manifestations of what the Lord has said. Uh, every time you read the scripture and you hear the word, uh, thou says the Lord, you also see and uh, it came to pass. So the glory of prophecy is not in prophecy, but in manifestation. The same way the glory of pregnancy is not in pregnancy, but in childbirth. Nobody becomes pregnant and miscarries, and someone come and congratulate her. And they say, we came to congratulate you because you aborted or you miscarried. So that means the place of, of congratulation is at a place of manifestation. So when God speaks his word, the Bible said the word he has declared, the word he has spoken is not mandated to return unto God void, but it must accomplish the purpose for which God sent it. And I've taken time to write a book on Enforcing prophetic decrees, that's the title. It has to do with what you need to do when you receive a prophetic word. When you go to Amazon, you can order for the soft copy or the hard copy. And during this conference, I also took time to share with you on what I call the implementation, prophetic implementation strategies for fulfillment of prophecy. But tonight, uh, in the next 10 minutes or so, I want to share with you what I call 10 prophetic relationships you must have and how to protect and preserve them. Whenever that God speaks, everything God speaks is under the mercy of what God has said. Every time God brings a word, it is under the mercy of what he has spoken. He will never take back what God has said. So one of the most important elements for the fulfillment of every prophetic word is whether God truly said it. Because if God did not say it, then God will not bring it to pass. If the prophet said it, then he must look for a way of bringing that word to pass. But if God said it, then he watched over his word to perform it. Am I talking to somebody? But one of the strategic things we need for the manifestations of prophecies are the human dimensions or the relationship dimensions. You will find out after God had created the heaven and the earth and everything within it, God could not relate with the animals. God could not relate with the sun. God could not relate with the moon. But when God created man, we find out that God will come down during certain time just to have relationship with man. So God is a God who thinks about relationship. 
And everything he built is built around relationship. When he created everything, he said, man, have dominion over it. In other words, everything I have created, I want you to be in charge of it. So the oldest relationship on earth, the oldest relationship in the heaven realm is the relationship between God and man. But when it comes to the earthly realm, the oldest relationship is the marital relationship. Before there was relationship between father and son, mother and daughter, in-law and, and whatever, what existed was husband and wife. But when God brought Eve to Adam, the purpose was for marriage. So marriage is the oldest relationship on earth. Now after you have received a prophetic word, you need to be intentional to create certain relationship and also to be intentional to delete certain relationship. You cannot board a flight sponsored by the devil and expect God to pick you up at the airport. It will never happen. So one of the things you need to do, what are the relationships I need to keep? What are the relationships I need to let go? Like Mike Middock said, whenever God wants to bless a person, he introduces someone to you. And when the enemy wants to also destroy you, he will introduce a person on your way. A great man of God also said, you are just five people away from breakthrough and you are also five people away from danger. You are just a person away from going to jail and a person away from becoming rich. So everything that God has created is connected to relationship. If you are very intelligent and you have money and you can establish a university, you cannot establish the university and be the first student, be the first lecturer, be the accreditation board, and be the, the, the whatever in the same university. Even if you can give birth to yourself, you cannot impregnate yourself. So you find out for you to be able to succeed on the earth dimension, relationships are not optional, they are mandatory. Years ago, the Lord said to me, Everything you will ever need to become all that you must become, I have already given to you. And I was shocked when I heard that from God. That whatever I will need to become, what I must become, he has already given it to me. Then he said to me again, everything you will need to become all you must become, that I have not given to you, I have packaged it in someone close to you. Recognize it. So I, I, when I wanted to marry, I could not marry myself. I mean, like recently I was on social media and I saw a woman who had saved a certain amount of money just to marry herself. I realized that she needed a psych psychiatrist, but okay, almost see a boy. And I saw another one who say who, who was marrying a tree. Hey, it's a wonderful destiny. Hallelujah. So. In, in, in just some people, number one. So the first relationship, so I don't take too much of your time. The first relationship you will need is the God factor. Don't always 
let what God does for you affect your relationship in a negative way. Do not allow the blessings that God brings your way to affect your relationship in a bad way. There are many people after God has brought them into a certain dimension in life, they seem to cut that relationship between them and God. You remember 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 8 downwards, there was a woman who had an encounter with the prophet of God and the prophet prophesied and said, you are going to become pregnant. A year by this time, a baby boy will be born. And the woman said to the prophet, don't lie to me. A year by that time, a baby was born. But while the baby was growing, the Bible said, the baby said, my head, my head, my head, and the baby died. When the baby was dead, the woman carried the baby, took permission from the husband, and said, I'm going to where the prophet was. It means that the woman knew the location of the prophet. The woman knew where to get the prophet. She did not wait till the time of danger. Many people put God aside. Many people don't read their Bible. Many people don't pray. Many people don't have a holy lifetime until there is danger. And in the midst of danger, they are looking for God. God is not an ATM machine. So after God had prophesied to you, after God had shown you who you are going to become, as you are walking on that journey, walk side by side with God. Let Jesus become the ultimate in all your decisions. Number two, because of time. Number two, the second relationship you need is the introducers of life. The introducers of life. Um, this life is all about introduction. There is no way you would have been here on the earth realm if your father did not meet your mother and they did not give birth to you. So there comes a time where the parent that God gives to us becomes the pain in our lives. I understand all those going through those things. But if you are a man who has built a sense of gratitude, one of the things you will know is that no matter how wicked my parents are, without them, I wouldn't be existing. So one of the best gifts I can give to my parents is to forgive them. So if you are here, it's a man of God. You have no idea what I have gone through. You have no idea what I have seen. You have no idea what my mom did to me. Man of God, do you know that when I was born, I was a baby, when my parents had a problem, and my mother threw me to my father, and I did not hear of my mother till I was 25 years. Now that I'm blessed, are you asking me to relate with my mother? Yes. My father divorced my mother when I, I was young, married a different woman and took care of that woman and we struggled through life. And now that he's sick, are you telling me I should be there for my father? Yes. When we are studying the scripture, we are not talking about feelings. We are not talking about opinions. We are talking about God's standard. Leave your father. God has a way of dealing with them. Leave your mother. God has a way of dealing with them. But if you are also a father and you are listening to me, don't say that, oh, brother, thank you for saying this. I will continue to do what I'm doing. Yes, you divorce with the, man, the woman. Go back and take care of your children. You are no longer with the man, but give those children an attention. Because one day, the scripture also said, fathers, don't provoke the children. So if you provoke them and they don't listen to me, don't say I did not teach the truth. I did my best. Praise the Lord. 
One of the scriptures that really helped me was when I became born again in relating with my father and my mother. I have never dishonored my father, my biological father, my biological mother intentionally since I became born again. Never. And this one of the scriptures, Proverbs 20, 20. Whoso cursed his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. Obscure darkness. Allow the pain to go. Why do you want to relate with me as a pastor, but you don't want to relate with your father? As a pastor, I will cause you pain. I'm telling you, my preaching will cause you pain. My behavior will cause you pain. If you don't know how to forgive your parents, it will be very hard for you to forgive me. So forgive them. And this scripture says, your light will be put out in obscure darkness. Is it possible with all your intelligence, all the gigs, all the contracts that have come, the reason why things have not really worked is because of how you are treating your mother out of pain? You got a girl, you did some strange things for that girl. Your mother have never tasted of those strange things. It's pretense. A young man came for one of the days, and as I ministered to him, I asked him that if I want him to sow a seed into my life, how much will he sow? He said, thousand dollars. Wow. And I said, no, that thousand dollars, go and sow it into the life of your mother. And they went to do it and sent me a message that my parents were so excited when they received that money in dollars. And the way they prayed from, for us, it was from the depth of their heart. There is a dimension of prayer you will not receive. Look at somebody. Say, is prophet talking to you? Say, you, I know you. That you obey what the Bible is saying. What are they saying? Okay, number three is examples of possibilities. Examples of possibilities. There is nothing that you want to do that someone has not done it before. There is nothing that God has called you to become that someone has not become it. If you want to become a president, someone has already become president. If you want to marry, someone has already married. Whatever you want to do, someone has become it. And so when you see these examples of possibility, you follow their good examples, not their bad example. One of the men of God who have really had great influence upon my life, apart from my father, Reverend Eboah's son, is Bishop David Oedipo. And I've never met Bishop David Oedipo with my physical, I've never seen him before. But through his books, through his teachings, I have been blessed so many years. One of the people who have been listening to me in the area of ministry, get me water, is Bishop Dougie Ward Mills. I've seen Bishop Dougie Ward Mills just once. I saw him when I became born again, and my father invited him to church in Takradi around 1999 or 2000. And I remember that day, he laid hands upon me. So, to me, Bishop Oedipo, Bishop Dagiwad Mills are examples of possibilities. In the area you are trusting God to take over, do you have certain examples there? What are the good things you can learn from them? What are the things that can challenge you? You don't destroy. 
Oh, but 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 line was social. I said Christo dear, I mean can't you cry Christo dear, but we are Yeah, I know I know time also, but I need to help you as a prophet so that your life will not be you are prophecies on your head, you don't have manifestation in your hand. Am I talking to somebody? Because many have promise on their head, they don't have manifestation. So, examples you receive a prophetic word, the Lord said, I'm gonna give you a glorious marriage. You don't have any marital mentor. And we're following people whose marriage is having problems. And he said, didn't God tell me, you think that slapping your wife will make her stay in the marriage? So you need examples of possibilities. In that area, as you have received the word, where can you take inspiration from? Who can you draw from? Who can you learn from? Who walked on that path? How did the person become? Bible says, be followers of them who through faith and patience have obtained the promise. So, we are meant to become followers of certain people. So, so examples of possibilities. If they have become, then you can become. When I was told I was going to become a prophet, I was not even pro. But there were certain men of God who were doing well in their ministry. What I did was to get their messages get their books, kept on watching, no, no, I couldn't watch. kept on listening, kept on reading, and today I have not become all that God said I'll become, but what I've become, I'm okay with, with it now. Examples number four, is the spiritual. Is the spiritual. Almost everyone on earth is consulting one thing or the other. Almost everyone on earth believes in one thing or the other. If they don't believe in their intellectual capacity, they believe in birds. Some don't believe in birds, they believe in all kinds of things. So you as a Christian, what do you believe in? And with your belief, do you have spiritual authority you submit to? Who is your pastor? What church do you attend? Stop telling me that you join a church online. When you give birth and you are about to dedicate it, let us dedicate it online. When you have the car you want us to dedicate, let dedicate that car online. You also join all kinds of online platforms, but have a place where you can be fed. The Bible says we should not forget about the gathering of ourselves. You can't be wiser than God. You see, as I'm here, I can say whatever I want to say. But when I am wrong, there are men who bring me to order. There are people who rebuke me. Be very careful on how you relate with pastors. And especially a pastor who is not under authority. It's a dangerous pastor. A pastor who, who has no one to rebuke. It's a dangerous pastor. Because there are things I have taught about years ago. Today, if you give me opportunity to teach them, I will not teach. Because as I grow, some people drew my attention to it. That this thing you are teaching is not biblical. Am I talking to somebody? So who is your father? Ask the person, who is your father? So who is your pastor? You are pastorless. You don't have a pastor. You don't have a pastor. You don't have a place of accountability. You say, today I come to spirit life. 
the next day I go to life spirit, the next day I go to revival spirit, the next day I go to revival life. What is all of that? Find a place. Tell the person, find a place. And if you find a place, do something in the place. Hebrews chapter 13, 17. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for the watch for your soul. So don't go and be arguing with them. Go and submit. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, go and submit. Say, submit yourselves for the watch over your souls as they that must give account for they may do it with joy and not with grief. For that is unprofitable to you. There are some of you here, I am pastoring you with grief. Yeah. I'm not pastoring you with joy. And when it comes that way, it's better you leave this church to go to a church where the pastor can pastor you with joy. Simple. Say amen. You don't want to hear that? Yeah. As I'm pastoring you with grief, the option how you'll be blessed is to go to a pastor who can pastor you with joy. That is the option. Pastor, pastor, I cannot be seen. And after I see, I'm not even happy seeing you. I'm asking God, why did you even give me this church, church member? What kind of soul is this? You gave me this soul to trouble me. So if you don't want that option, then be a good soul. Be a soul or a church member who doesn't bring grief to your pastor, but rather you bring joy to your pastor. I'll give you two options. Choose the one that works for you. Number... Five is announces of answers. Announces of answers are men and women you will come across who don't have what you are looking for. But they can show you with their words where you can go and receive your blessing. When I became born again, I had a friend who became an, an, an answer, an announcer of answers in my life. This friend told me, whatever our pastor, my pastor is called was then Reverend Pastor Ebo Asan. He, she said to me, whatever Pastor Ebo Asan will tell you to do, as long as it's in the scriptures, do it. And that's one of the greatest advice this person ever gave me. And this thing changed my life forever. Because I look back and I look at the decisions I wanted to make. And my pastor said, no. I think that by godly counsel, do this one, do that one. I did not like it. But many years after, I thank God that my friend gave me that advice. Who is close to you who advise you? Who is the person who speaks to you? Are there people who rather help you when you know you are wrong? Or there are people who bring you to the right path? You will need an answer, an, an announcer of answer. You remember Naaman was a great man who had done a lot of great things. And the Bible said he was a leper. There was a maid who was an announcer of answers. It was the maid who spoke. And when Naaman began to obey, Naaman received his healing. Someone is about to encounter an announcer of answers. Someone is about to encounter an announcer of answers. They may not have what you are looking for, but their word of encouragement, their word of encouragement will keep you. May that become your portion in the name of Jesus. In John chapter 6, there was a situation where Jesus was preaching the word and the guys around were dozing and they were sleeping. 
And Jesus analyzed the situation and find out that it is only anger that can make a man sleep at this time. So Jesus was looking for a way of buying food for all the people. As we do every Sunday, we feed everyone who come to church. Why? That is what I saw. If Jesus fed the people, then church we can feed people. So every Sunday here, we feed people. So if you don't know where you are going, you can come here every Sunday. You receive the word of God. You receive food in addition. You are blessed. Praise the Lord. Then Jesus wanted to find, where can we find bread and feed all of them? In the verse 8 of John chapter 6, the Bible said, One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother said unto him, There is a lad here which have five belly loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? Andrew did not have money. But Andrew had the answer. I pray for you. In the name of Jesus. May God help someone. There is a contract going on somewhere. Someone announced to David. David, if you kill this person, this shall be given to you. May this be your testimony. May this be your testimony. Number six is the lad. The lad are people you have in your life. They don't have so many. But the little they have, they are willing to share with you to make sure your dream come to pass. Do you have people like that? Me as a pastor, I pastored for 15 years. And I've had all kinds of people come to me and say, Papa, when this contract goes through, I will do this. I know these are the liars. Praise the Lord. I've had people say, Papa, as Ruth was with dear and dear Naomi, and dear and dear and dear, all was words. Who are the people who show up for you at your dark time, your dark season? Who are the people that when you are going through tough times, they still want everybody to know that they are there with you? They are your lad. Jesus wanted to feed thousands of people. But the guy had just loaves of bread and fishes. And the guy was willing to give. Eh? Don't marry a rich man or a rich woman. Marry a man or a woman who is kind. Do you know why you are struggling? You don't even talk to your mother because your wife is a wicked wife. Yes. Hey, don't pick your mother's call. Marry someone who is kind. In a church, in a certain church, they were looking for money to do a certain project. And there was this rich person in the church. And the rich person wanted to help. I said, no, 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 no. Don't do, don't do, don't do it. And they did not do it. Yeah. Years ago, the man went for a certain contract and invested everything into it and it was a scam. And that was how the man came down. In the prophetic service, it was picked up that that thing that your wife stopped you to do many years ago is a contributor to what has happened to you. Who are the people that when you start anything small, they want to use their letter to help you? And you see, Ghana, we don't have people with a lad heart. We don't have people with that kind of thing. 
that you love iPhone, you love Samsung, and you love the rest. And maybe a Ghanaian start a phone call Ashon. Then you see the first thing they will say, why must a phone Ashon? What is that? Is it a phone? They are not the lad. You see your friends, they will not buy your Ashon, but they will buy an iPhone. Am I talking to somebody? You need the lad who will say, the little I have, I will give it to you. The little I have, I will support your dream. The little I have, I will support. So as you move out of here, don't be looking for big people. When I receive the prophetic word, that a father on the land was going to invite me, I was looking for a father on the land. If I have got their pictures and I've hidden them in my Bible, which of them is going to call me that me too, I will, I will blow in certain sense. And many people came my way. They were not fathers on the land. They were not mothers on the land. I had a friend. She's called Irene Amangwando. Is that the, how? It, she's married to Reverend Duncan Stewart. One day Irene visited me and she watched one of my meetings in Cape Coast, prophetic ship, apostolic transfer. And that meeting was serious. Like we are here, people did not come to church and the Lord was teaching me about what he called prophetic evangelism. How you can get, use the prophetic to make people be born again and how you can use the prophetic to bring people to church. And people did not come because nobody knew me in UCC and in Cape Coast. So I picked somebody like this and I said, you are called so, so and so. He said, it's true. I said, okay, I've entered your room. Your room number is so, so and so. These are the number of people in your room. Your first friend is called this. The second is this. The third is this. The fourth is the fifth. The sixth, the seventh is this. But I won't tell you the message. Tomorrow bring them. We'll continue from there. Hallelujah. <laughs> then I will end it. So the next day, they will bring all the people who fill the church. Say amen. And, and, and I remember one of them, I picked a guy. I said, I've entered this room. I see your friend is on top of the bed. He's wearing, uh, what do you call it, boxer, wearing singlet. This is the color of it. And I'm seeing, he's reading a book. The book is on economics. You have got a page, so, so, and so. And that page is macroeconomics. If you like, call your friend, ask him, call. But don't ask, are you reading economics? No. Let him be giving us the answers. The next, the place was packed. So as this girl was watching the video, she was shocked. She had never seen me like that. But she saw the power of God. And I have done CDs. Hey, what is that? I have done um, CDs. Then there was CDs time. A lot. And she said, Prof, give me one. I said, no. I won't give you. The reason why I was not ready to give her was, I know her. Who can she connect me to? I did not know she was my lad. Where can she connect me to? Where, where can she connect me to? Why I'm waiting for some pastor or some father. You are not even a pastor. At that time, she was not even a pastor. I'm waiting for father on the land. You, you are not even sister on the land. How? She did it and unwillingly, I gave the cassette, uh, the, the CD to her. Reverend Duncan Stewart watched it. 
and went and told Papa Ambiagofi, this guy, we need to bring this guy. And that was what brought me to Global Revival Ministries platform. Those days when Global All Night was the mother of all all night in Ghana. And when I preached on that Friday, oh, the next day, my name was everywhere. Why? It was a lad. I was looking down upon Irene. I did not know she was the lad that would help me feed 5,000. Look at somebody. I said, look for a lad. Look at the next person. Tell the person, look for a lad. Or tell the next person, look for a lad. God will do it. Number seven, the years of great men. The years. E-A-R-S. People have the year of great men. Every man, every woman, there are people around them that when they speak, they hear. They could be the driver. They could be the chef. They could be the domestic staff. They could be the pastors around. They could be the gate man. You would need, they could be even the, the, the deputy CEO. People who are close that when they speak, you need them. When Saul had a problem, the guy said to him, sir, I think we need to look for somebody. He said, yes. People when they speak, great men are ready to listen. When you meet them, don't abuse them. When you meet them, don't destroy them. They are your link to your breakthrough. As powerful as King Saul was, King Saul would never have invited David if there were no certain men. Prophet Prince Adakwa said something that the one who says a good night or whatever Praise the Lord. Who are the people? Look out for them. Look out for them. They could be the chief usher. Look out for them. Look out for them. So first Samuel chapter 16, 15 and 16 is there. Number eight introduces to high places of life. There are certain people who can introduce you to the high places of life. They can introduce you to the high places of life. If they give you one introduction, your life is changed forever. They introduce someone to give you a contract. That is how you break through forever. And it's my prayer. As we have just one, two, three meetings to close this, that you'll be that sensitive. You'll be that sensitive. You'll be that sensitive. I said you'll be that sensitive. Then number nine is careers of answers, dimensions, and platform. There are people, they themselves, they are dimensions. They themselves, they carry platform. There is a, a prophet called Prophet Manasseh Jordan. 
a very great prophet of God, the Lord has used him. And another prophet called Brian Khan. All of them are Americans. And they're very powerful prophet. They prophesy. And I've watched their videos. But as I watch them, I say, hey, Bernard, you can prophesy, pal. This guy can prophesy. But you can also prophesy. Hey, Unia, all over the, I've been watching to find out if there is any prophet who prophets, prophets, prophesy and do count to. And I've never seen anybody who operates in that dimension. I mean, so I realized that God has a lot of men who are anointed, genuinely anointed. And me, myself, I'm also anointed. But the difference is that there are certain men I have not met. The greatness of your destiny is under the mercy of some men. They are dimensions. They carry answers. They are platform. Have you ever been given a card to go somewhere before? And you just got, you show the card, you got access. They, they are access. Pharaoh was one such a man. When Pharaoh said, Joseph, I appoint you this. Nobody could contest that. That was the end. Now, in our political dispensation, His Excellency, the President of Ghana, is such a man. If he said tomorrow he will appoint you, nothing changes it. If you say, uh, Minister of So-so and so, you are out, you are out forever. But people don't know how to call for all these men, their favor. There are certain men, they are worth more than thousands of men. There are certain, we are all human beings, oh, but some are on different levels. And so, when God gives them to you, you learn. I will end very soon. I will end with the last one. And most people, when these men come to their level, they forget it. And I have seen again and again when things have happened, when people have received prophetic word, and they come and tell me how the prophecy got manifested, and they come and tell me how it got manifested, how, how, then you realize that the subject of men, the subject of men, the subject of men, the subject of men. So if you don't learn how to relate with men, if you don't know the men you need, you know the ones you don't need. The fact that you need people doesn't mean you need everybody. You remember Solomon, the Bible said the guy became because he followed because of strange people. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? So, that is it. The last point so that I close the service is the prophet. And I'll read the scripture. It's a long scripture, so I'll just leave and just read something small. First Samuel 15, 27 to 29. The last is the prophet. Master, 
It's not everybody who needs a prophet. If you know where you go, why do you need a prophet? Like, now that we're about to enter election period, and some of the Christian politicians are sitting there, and they're eating banku, they're eating. They don't know where their people are going. They don't know those who are going to Benin. All the political parties. I'm telling you. There are things I can't say. Because it's God who gave me the privilege. Some of them I just have to. All of them. So dear. Do you know? Okay, let me forget it. Share. Nobody sit on this throne with their naked eye. Even the seat of the president. So you'll be sitting now. Bompire Wombo. People are consulting. People are going to Benin. People are going to India. People are going to the Gambia. People are going to Guinea Conakry. People are going everywhere. Sierra Leone. They are going. The ones you call Christians. That's I don't trust any political guy. I'm a, I don't trust all of them. But if your eyes are not open, keep quiet and let those who have sinned. So you are a Christian. And they'll come and say, don't mind, don't go to church, don't pray. Because they know where they go. They say, ah, that man is speaking the truth. How can we be praying five hours? Follow them. You assign him to go and change CDs into dollars for me, my own money. When he got there, brothers, the Muslim who were in charge of the forex bureau said, it's time for their prayer. And there was huge money. He said, no, go. You can come back when we come back. Oh, I said, it was just a few minutes. Oh. The man said, no, take your money. But if it were you, brother, that I'm looking at now. God will understand people. God will understand international. Do you have a prophet? There are places they go. Let me read the scripture and let me close. Okay. And as Samuel turned about to go away, he laid hold upon the skirt of his mantle and it rent. And Samuel said unto him, the Lord have rent the kingdom of Israel from thee, from thee this day, and have given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he shall repent. This story talks about King Saul. And anybody who knows King Saul will attest that the guy was a donkey chaser looking for missing donkeys and met um, Samuel. At that time, his humility was seen. And it was something that was nice. When they say go to the prophet, the guy was even saying, how do we go when we don't have money? And the guy said, I will we'll go, let's go. And they went and prophesied to him that you are going to become 
the first king. The guy even denied. And the prophet said, I know you are in a hurry to go. But you're going to say, sir, whatever you say, I will do it. And the guy waited to sit with the prophet. That's why I tell you, I don't like when people promise me. Over 24 years, I have seen the character of people. So whatever I do for people, I do from my heart. Would they expect anything in return? You don't know what people can become when they smell success, when they smell power, when they smell glory. A man or woman who can be trusted is someone who can smell glory, smell power, and it will not change him. And so, uh, so over the years, I'm looking for an example so that I can tell you. But I can tell you, I don't have an example. Truly. Oh, recently I told you, something happened, huge money came. And we have waited for this man over 10 years. I told you, has he brought his money? Oh, I was even talking to I told you. And he said, you are shocked. That he of all people, I said, yes. I said, yes, sir, he has not brought it. If he's listening, he knows. You see, I don't lie. Whatever I say is the truth I say. That's why I don't have to have discussion in private. I say in public, so you know that is the truth. Huge came when I was somewhere, when someone called me, so, so, and so. And I said, ah, I was happy. I was jubilating. I started planning. Because I know the things he has said. One day, I was going to do something after all this thing. I'm a good at My wife asked me, why do you want to go? Why? Midnight, this night, this night. You have not smelled power before. Look at the way you are treating your wife. You are not father, I pray, give me, give me, give me. God has given you nothing. Father, at the age of so, so, and so, I am still single. Give me one fine brother. I want a brother with beer. Oh Lord, a little six pack. All those with one pack. I don't like. God gave you fine one. You are not calling him names. You see your life. You honor your pastor more than your, your husband. You see, you see your life. But say, pastor, whatever you have said. Yes, pastor. You can't do the same to your husband, whatever you have said. When your pastor, who is not as wise as your wife, the father manages the pastor doesn't mean he's wise. Oh, you don't know. I've met pastors that have been surprised. They have, they have said some things. I said, wow. I said, I understand the anointing. I respect the anointing. But the wisdom, dear, I can't cry. Like me, me wisdom, I can't be breathing. It's like, like 100,000 people. So, your pastor could not even finish secondary school. Your wife is a PhD holder. Had three PhD. But when your wife advises, you cannot take it. But when your pastor, and what your wife is saying, there is more sense than what your pastor is saying. You are still listening. Say, I'm the head of the house. Hey. With Obi. Oh, I believe God. 
I've seen people, I believe, until God lifted them and they began to rule with some guys. And the guy began to say foolish things about the prophetic. And they begin to say, forget about all the prophets. So, when someone speaks, Saul will take it. And as he had became, become a king, his life has changed. When he speaks, there is power. When someone speaks, Saul wants to challenge that this battle you are going, make sure you destroy everything. They won the battle. One says that, Mommy, for opportunity, what I would say, we are going to use it to take this one, take this one. And they, they began to operate in disobedience. How me, I'm a prophet. I have never had good examples with many politicians. And I can mention some of them, their names. But why don't you want to mention their names? I'm, I'm not lying. I'm going old. My wife says, I'm going. Where did I get to? Let me conclude. Where did I get to? I got to old Bono. destiny. And many are nowhere. 
start a scholarship scheme and I did not have money. I knew I did not know how God was going to bring everything to pass. I wasn't accepting meetings from said everywhere I go, as long as it's the gospel. And I preached in a church that could not even say, they give you 50 is too big. And that was how a man gave me money that I started my scholarship scheme. I prophesied to a young guy, thou says the Lord, a door will open for you in America. And through that, you will do this, you do this, you do this, you become big. The guy says, sir, in my family, it was at Nungwa Adugon. He said, my family, no one has ever been to America. I'm the first person in my family to come to Accra. None of my family, even passport, I don't have it. And this guy was a um, laptop repairer. Laptop repairer. Your skills, your knowledge base, your human relationship. And one day there was some expatriate in Ghana. And they were supposed to make a presentation. But the hard drive of their laptop crashed. And they needed to make that presentation that morning. Everywhere they would go, they say it cannot be recovered. It cannot be. Those who would try to say, if you can give us two weeks, if you can give us one week. And someone said, there is a young boy here. Let us bring it and see. And they brought to the guy. The guy said, wait, I can do it for you. And the guy recovered everything. It was then the man said, wow, you have saved us. When we are going to America, we want to go with you. We want you to be able to develop these skills. We want you to be able to develop these skills. So they make sure the guy got the passport. By the time they were leaving, they took him there to further his education, to develop his skill, human relationship. We were mechanic. When they bring the car, you can do it in one hour. You say three hours. Keep on. You 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 were you were uh, no no just me will not do that. You are you are fashion designer. No tailor tailor seamstress. Oh no, your original name. When people bring their thing, oh, they brought it in July. They said, we're going for a wedding. It's a, a nice wedding um, in October. October 1st. October, whatever, whatever. It's still not ready. Then you say, God has, God has not forgotten you. You are an usher. When people come in, you look at the way they are dressed. And it depends how you, you treat them. Keep on. But I pray for somebody that God's grace will help us. God will give us the wisdom in the name of Jesus. Father, let your will be done. In the name of lift up your voice and pray. And say, God, help me with the wisdom. Help me with the wisdom. Help me with the wisdom. Oh, lift up your voice and pray. Help me, help me, help me. Father, help me to treat people as people. Treat people as human beings. Help me to love people genuinely. Help me, help me, help me. 
As we bring today's message to a close, we hope that the teachings shared have touched your heart and ignited a deeper connection with your faith. May the wisdom and inspiration gained here continue to resonate in your life, guiding you through challenges, strengthening your relationships, and bringing you closer to God. We are ready and just a call away to support, encourage, and walk alongside you. Reach our church line on plus 233-234-077-788. Follow us via social media at Spirit Life Revival Ministries on Instagram, Spirit Life Revival Ministries, The Oracle's Place on Facebook, and at Spirit Life TH on Twitter. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Spirit Life Revival Ministries for more of such messages. Remember, you are never alone. Until we meet again, may the love, grace, and peace of our Lord be with you always.